Welcome to the Broken Agenda Podcast, sponsored by Laughing Rock Technology. <laughs> all right, so, so two, th- all right, so, all right. Welcome, everyone. We are back. This is episode 10. 10. 10, yeah. It is August 18th, 2021. And before I even get into the topic or the agenda or anything else, we are drinking something different today. I know, I know uh, a lot of you like to make fun of me for drinking White Claw. This is a Pennsylvania distilled uh, well, go ahead. Bottled. You do it. Because I don't. It's a scotch, which is distilled in Scotland. Sketch. And then bottled in Pennsylvania. So, but it's from Kinsey, which I just wandered across them down at Philadelphia Premium Outlets like a week ago. And I guess they make their own vodka in Philly and they make their own whiskey in Philly. And I, I think this stuff is great. That's so, they're not paying us. I just really liked it and I thought I'd bring it up on the, on the cast. So, we Kinsey, are open to that, though. But, Kinsey, if you would like to throw us a few dollars, by all means, thank you. Um, also, I have a, a significant apology to make to Mr. Klopp. Well, not an apology, more of a foot in mouth, and I, I have to call it out. So, about four episodes ago, I made fun of him for forgetting my daughter's name. And I, I made a big deal out of it, and it was pretty juvenile of me. But um, my, uh, my niece, not my niece, my cousin came to visit this past weekend. And I'm playing with her daughter. And I'm playing with this kid for hours. I mean, we're having a blast. This kid loves me. I love her. She's pulling on my ears. I'm high five and or whatever. She's like, I don't know, like six months old. And I just kept calling her the tiny Stonaha. And my cousin goes to me and she goes, do you even know my daughter's name? And I remembered our conversation from the podcast. And just to avoid Jimmy and myself, I immediately went, no, no idea. <laughs> So, turns out it was Isabella. Who knew? Right? <laughs> <laughs> that happened. So, I apologize. It's it awkward, huh? I, I went, no, I mean, yeah. yeah it, I did feel like a moron. So, and then I was like, huh, that's how I made Jimmy feel. I didn't regret it. I mean, I still kind of thought well, it was fun I, making fun of you, but I, 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 I walked him out of your shoes. <laughs> and then I didn't like them. <laughs> they were crocs. Bad shoes. Bad shoes. Bad shoes. Terrible. Very, very bad shoes. <laughs> All right, so I got that out of the way. What are we talking about today, Tyler? Email, mobile security. I guess just security in general. Security in general. So any type of security. I, go ahead. I mean, did you do research on this episode? I did, uh, mostly in mobile security side of things. I mean, you do this on a daily basis for right. your job. Yeah, exactly. And you're you're mostly on the, the product development side, sales and product development. Yeah. But I got to imagine you, you know these products inside and out. Yeah, I mean, there's always more to learn, but I stay abreast of everything. Like I have, I subscribe. Yeah, that was a terrible word. Sorry, oh, man. No, that's fine. Call me off guard. I caught myself. Horrible, <laughs> horrible choice. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but just, I, I, I always try that. to stay in front of the news and see what's happening. And, okay. You know, how do you respond to it? That type of stuff. Jimmy, do you also stay abreast? I, as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> So we didn't really, I know we, you knew what the topic was, but I just got the agenda out just like, like eight minutes ago. Well, I was doing some research too, so. Okay, cool. All right, so everybody's ready for this thing. I think so. All right, I, I didn't really do any research. I mean, I, I, I'm a self-proclaimed cybersecurity well, expert. So. Well, this is kind of my wheelhouse, so <laughs> I, I feel like, but you both did research, so if you're going to school me, do it gently because this could directly impact my, my, my reputation on the world stage. We'll let you keep it. Thanks, man. <laughs> All I'm going to do is throw out some stuff I found, and I'm probably going to ask more questions. And 
and I'll make up answers, which yeah. is what I do each week. Lovely. Lovely. And it's exactly what I was looking forward to. Nice. All right. So the first thing I guess we want to talk about is, and I've learned my lesson from the last few podcasts, is, is what is cybersecurity? I yeah. Mean, we say cybersecurity like it means something. To us, it does. And we know what it is, but there are going to be people out there who are not aware of it. So it's always good to boil it down. Does anyone want to take a crack at this? I mean, I know what I consider cybersecurity. Or do you want me to go ahead and, and I see, go for it? All right. So in, in my mind and the way I approach cybersecurity from a professional standpoint is anything that secures your data from unauthorized access falls under the purview of cybersecurity. And that's, that's a pretty broad description, but anything that's unique to you is data that you want to secure. And mm -hmm. anybody that gets it that you didn't give it to willingly or knowingly is violating the integrity of that data. So for example, you know, a social hacker, which we'll talk about social hacking for anybody that doesn't know, that convinces you to give up your credit card number. That's that's being hacked. That's a cybersecurity violation, directly covered by PCI and some other cybersecurity, you know, like policies. Yeah. Um, you know, click on a link in an email that takes you to a phishing page. We'll cover phishing as well. You know, this is all this is all hacking or infiltrating or data manipulation or whatever you want to call it, and it all falls under the purview of cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, that's a good definition. All right, because I'm super, super proud that I'm a white hat. You're a white hat? And I like to say that I'm a white hat <laughs> because it makes me feel like I'm cooler than I am. Because <laughs> it's not a cool thing, but uh, to super nerds like myself, it means something. Do you know what a white hat is? You look much more like a no hat. I I mean, I don't know. Is it the ball? Is it a ball joke? Oh, Again, it's just, a, it's just a no hat joke. It's a white hat joke. Do you know what a white hat is? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know you know what a white hat is. Yeah, uh, I learned about them like when I was 16 and got my first computer. Oh, this is nice. what fascinated me: white hat, black hat. I think is there a red hat too? No, well, just I mean there is a red hat. Yeah. That's just Linux. <laughs> yeah. Linux. I always so remind me too. I was wondering. The white hat, Sir. black hat. It's always spy or spy. I'm familiar yeah, with. Exactly. Yeah. I'm familiar with cat in the hat. Cat in the hat. Well, that's a red and white hat. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. that's the two of them combined. Yeah. That's Linux on the good side. So, so enlighten me. What is a white hat? So, uh, a, a black hat is anybody that uses their hacking skills for nefarious means. A white hat um, is anybody that uses their computer and hacking skills to improve network security. So a lot of like what I'll do for customers is I will try to breach their network to show them how I breached their network so they can secure their network. That's called white hat hacking. I hacked it, but I didn't do it to cause damage. I did it to call out potential breach points yes. so that they can better secure themselves. So I think it's fun. I think it's a lot more fun because you don't go to jail for it. Well, I, I would do poorly in jail. I have soft hands. I feel like there's a, quite a few black hats who turned white hat once they got to <laughs> prison. So, so, the FBI was through with yeah, them. Yeah. Right, so, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring up crypto. How many no, actually, this is, I mean, it's okay, only so, been so you have the poly, you It's had, been three minutes. Jesus. Okay, well, you had the Polygon breach. They, the hacker took $611 million, mm -hmm. right? But now he's supposedly returning it. He returned so, it all. But now hat. does he return it because he was a white hat or was he a black hat got caught? Did he get hired to do it? Well, now. Because if not, he's a black hat. So now they're talking about hiring him. Right. Like, they're actually wanting to hire the guy. I think he, he said he was a white hat hacker to try to expose their... So he was just showing them what was wrong? What was wrong, but 
<laughs> the reality is he stole six hundred million dollars and was going to spend the rest of his life. I I yeah. actually did do that one. You know what? I got to give him the benefit of the doubt since he gave it back because I don't know if I'm giving back six hundred million dollars. <laughs> but um, I did do it once. I did. It. I'm not going to tell you who, but I'll tell you off camera who it was. But you know him. Um, but it was when I first started the company. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to my first client actually, and I was trying to nail my first deal. And, and he's like, I don't think we need you. We got it all locked up. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. And I said, oh, all right. I said, can you do me a favor then real quick before you go off phone? He goes, what's that? They go, can you go to your customer drive? And he goes, yeah. And I said, you're looking at it right now? And he goes, yeah. And I said, go ahead and hit refresh. And he did, and it was gone. And he goes, what happened? And I was like, <laughs> I deleted it. And he goes, what? And I was like, I have a backup. I was like, but dude, your Wi-Fi is a mess. I was like, I just walked right in, breached right through while we were on the phone. I'm sitting on a laptop here. <laughs> I was like, and I just deleted all your stuff. And he's like, put it back. And I put it back. And then we ended up getting the contract. So, uh, yeah, you're the same. That sounds like a fun way to get work. Yeah, but I was, I, I would never do that now. It wasn't was, like, I was like 24 then. Like, I mean, I was, my nuts were bigger cocky, than my brain. Just a cocky bastard. Just a cocky bastard. Didn't even have a business. You're just starting. I just, well, <laughs> you're right. I didn't. I, had, I just didn't even, I didn't even have an EIN back then. It was just, you're just like me with a laptop and a bunch of old guys that don't think about computers and me just fine. rallying them with the ability to delete their files. It's like a fine. You don't want to hire me? Look at this. <laughs> I gave them back. Taking your stuff. <laughs> it was, it was, in, it wasn't quite six hundred million dollars. It was more like thirty-seven dollars and eight cents. But you know, the concept's the same. Yeah, exactly. The principle's identical. <laughs> Sounds pretty fun, though. I mean, I think I'd have enjoyed being a white cap hacker. It, it, it's kind of cool. Cap, it hat, it, it is. The, the white hat thing is kind of cool. The, the uh, compliancy stuff is a nightmare. Uh, so that's a, that's a huge part of, of cybersecurity too. Is, mm-hmm. And I, hey, look, I'm a small government guy. I think anybody that watches long enough is going to learn that about me. I do not, I do not like net neutrality at all. I don't like the idea of regulating the internet or regulating IT. I don't like any of this stuff. I, I want to keep, you know, don't, don't government my industry. That said, I very much agree with, I hate myself for saying this, I do agree with compliancy when it comes to cybersecurity because I think most companies are just not up to snuff. And they, yeah. just, and the problem is there's so much to know, you can think you're rock solid and be nowhere near rock solid. I mean, it's, it's so easy to miss entire sections of your security policy. So the different types of compliancies though, like, I, I don't know, we got, got PS, PCI, PCI, you got SOC, yeah. you got HIPAA, you got what else? Is there anything else we're bringing up? Those are the big three. I'm trying to think. Then you get all the individual compliances, like the large corporations have their own compliance mm-hmm. and docs and everything else. I, I, I mean, I, I hate doing the work. I hate filling out the paperwork. I, I do not like walking through compliancy checklists and going through all this stuff. But I do think if we, if we want to be able to trust corporate networks, we want to be able to trust business networks, I think they're necessary. Uh, 100% agree yeah. with you. I mean... Data breaches alone. I think about some of the bigger ones. Uh, what was it? Experian. No. I mean, that was every detail of your life. Remember how big Yahoo was? Yeah. Yeah. Holy mackerel! Yeah. And that wasn't even every detail of your life. It was just the sheer quantity of, of customer data. records they got. Data. Targets. Oh, Sony too. They got all the Sony. credit cards. They broke the credit card encryption. Yeah. All the credit that's card right. numbers. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, but I have a hard time believing that Sony or Experion or any of those weren't already doing PCI compliance and SOC compliance and everything else. I'm sure they were, but I, 
maybe it's just me. I feel like there was some level of arrogance there. I think the Yahoo one was an off-site laptop, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, somebody lost their laptop, yeah. and that was just the dumbest reason to get hacked. But it happens. you got to consider that, it. Yeah. I don't know how Sony got hacked. Does anybody, does anybody remember that story? I know it was years that ago. That was with PlayStation Network and stuff, right? Yeah. Wasn't that? No, I don't remember how they did it. I don't remember either. No. I just remember all the benefits I got out of it uh, when they restored everything. All the free games and stuff that they're like, oh, great, here. You got free games? Yeah. They gave you free PlayStation Plus for a month or two, and then you got free games out of it. What? You the did, crap. Yeah, there was like six or seven games you could pick from. I yeah. got nothing. You did? I got, I did. guess you weren't paying I didn't get anything either. Yeah, I'm not even salty. I'm not mad. It's fine. I'm not angry at all. It's, it's fine. I still, play, I still play PlayStation 1. Just want to say, when, play, when Sony wants to advertise in this podcast, <laughs> 25% premium. <laughs> or one free game. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my free or game. PlayStation Plus. <laughs> or just only a year. <laughs> half a year. Half a year subscription. That's half fine. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, so compliancy, while it is not the most fun part, I, I think I, li- I like to hear that you agree. Because yeah. I know a lot of guys that don't like it. Like, leave me alone, I got this. Um, but I, I just like, it gives everybody a baseline. I mean, within that compliance, you can do it different ways, but at least you have to make sure you've got these things covered. Well, it's a, a you know, not to get into the government side, but it's a fundamental tenet of government is to protect mm. their people, right? So if you just throw it to a company and leave it to them, then if they don't give a shit about your data, then yeah. let it get exposed. So putting that type of stuff in place ensures that you know, we are protected. Well, and I like it that it's still relatively hands-off. The guidelines are set, yeah. but they don't tell you how you have to implement the security. They just tell you you have to implement it. And that that's yeah. kind of where I like regulation to sit. Yep. We're not telling you what to do. Specifically, we're just telling you what you have to have covered to be compliant and good luck. And if you're not compliant, you're going to be in trouble. But if you are, however you did it, it's fine. We don't care. And I, that's fine by me. Yep. Um, so, and the new the new player. So, we got compliance. There is one compliance we missed. So, we're seeing a lot of uh, insurance compliance. So, yeah. cybersecurity insurance is a huge one. I haven't seen it on residential policies yet. Um, and I don't think you will. No, I wouldn't think so. I think so. it's going to stay in the business room. Mm. But I'm seeing just about every single insurance company is now doing their own insurance compliancy for cybersecurity to get a cybersecurity policy in order to protect, mm. you know, basically be able to have your insurance cover any losses. So which, insurance for cyber, for, to cover cybersecurity. Yeah. So, like, if you get hacked, like, if you're the next victim of a hacker, you can file a claim against your insurance company and they'll pay the restoration fees and the, and the damages and everything. Which I, if if you're a business so owner, so that's new. That's relatively new. It's been around for a long time. I mean, I've had it for. I've never even like thought about that. Like, well, and you probably wouldn't because you never had a ton of data yeah. that you had to worry about. But you know, I was I, I deal in data, so I've had cybersecurity for 15 years, mm-hmm. maybe. And you've, have you had an insurance policy? I've always had. Um, I've always had it as a writer on my insurance policy, uh-huh. cybersecurity. But for the first time ever, I'm now required to pass a cybersecurity check in order to maintain my, my policy, mm. um, which that was never a thing. That's, that's really just in the last year or two. So you're really seeing yeah, an uptick kinda, in yeah, 2021? Well, they're, you know, I mean, that's very expensive for companies when there's a security breach. You know what the funny part is? It's not an expensive policy. You know why? Because security is not that hard. If you do it right, you're pretty much locked up. I mean, I think that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But you I, have these big breaches on these big companies, and so, so it's just utter, like, something stupid neglect or like that's a good point yeah. god damn jimmy 
I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, these big companies should have massive security in place. I mean, let's let's all the ones we just mentioned though are all relatively older hacks. I mean, I think the newest out of the ones we just mentioned are what Experian, probably the newest. That's still two two and a half years ago, wasn't it? Home Depot had uh, something breached. That was still before COVID, though. That was 2019 or something, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? 2018. So I, I have not seen a big corporate hack in a while. Have you guys? trying to think well you'd think like i mean if if somebody's targeting a huge company like that i mean they're like you know they would be like after them you think like you could you could be whatever you could be tesla and you could have a hacker following you hacking you you know trying to hack you for for one two years and then just finally put pieces together and like i guess it seems like it doesn't seem like it would be irresponsible on the company's behalf. Like, I mean, I don't, do I don't know. I, I'm not a hacker, so I don't really know. Well, I don't know. It just seems like that if you were really a serious hacker and you're attack, you're you're going after a company, you sort of have a bit of a well. Look, most hacking is automated. Most hackers aren't going after anybody. They're just sending bots out there yeah, and they're testing like networks. A, now, I would I would maintain you're probably right for the <clears> big name hacks like the ones we're talking about, these big, huge organizations, or like the NSA hack back in like 2012 or whatever. Like these big, huge hacks, they're probably targeted. There's somebody trying to make a statement, trying to make a point. But most hacks, this is, it's what my, my, my buddy used to call the sugar packet theory. Ever tell you the sugar packet theory? Yes, I believe we've been through it. Ever yeah. tell you the sugar packet theory? No. Greatest theory ever. Don't think so. I'm sitting at a bar, right? And he goes, you ever heard of the sugar, sugar packet theory? And I said, no, nah, I never heard of the sugar packet theory. He goes, I'm going to teach you right now. Reaches into the sugar packet container in the middle of the table we're sitting at the bar, pulls them out, and every time a woman walks by that he thinks is attractive, he throws it at her and hits her in the rear. Right? 99 out of 100 women turn around, shoot him a dirty look, and storm off like huffy, like very mad. And they should because this guy's a pig. Um, But every time, invariably, one would giggle. And that was it. He knew he was in. And five minutes later, you know, they're sitting next to him and they're talking and they're having a great night. And he's like, if you're not picky, <laughs> you, know, you throw enough sugar packets, you're eventually going to get one. That was the sugar packet theory. And, and I was like, you're a pig. But it stuck with me because it works in business. And that's how hackers do it. They what? just put bots out there and they just yeah. attack in, in mass thousands and thousands of accounts, millions of IPs. Eventually, they find one that's open, find the hole. Yeah. and then the bot notifies them and says, "Hey, we got a live one here." Mm-hmm. One of them giggled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says, and then the, then the hacker's like, oh, "All right, well, let's see what we got." That's a that's a pretty ingenious way to be very like, especially in today's age because you can't even talk now. Like, you know, with the way things are going, you're not even going to be allowed to talk to somebody or approach somebody. Yeah, Dean doesn't. So now you just shouldn't say with, his name. You just hit him with a sugar pack. And, yeah, he doesn't care. It's, it does help that he doesn't give a rat's tail, drives a Corvette, and he's a pilot. Like, I, so he's like checking off all the checkboxes of a, of a man's man. <laughs> he gets away with murder. If I did that, somebody would hit me with a hammer and drag my dead, bloated, fat, middle-aged corpse out to the dumpsters, and nobody would ask what happened to me. Like, I do not drive a Corvette. I am not a pilot. <laughs> and I don't have beautiful, waving black hair. <laughs> I don't. I don't meet any of the criteria to participate in the sugar packet theory. <laughs> there are criteria. All right, where are we at here? Sugar um, packs, complaints, that's where you're at. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So I wrote on the agenda, I wrote love email. I think that might be a typo. Love email. They love to use email. They love to use it. I, I thought mean, it was a porn thing. 
I didn't know where I was going with that. They do love to use email. Okay, yeah. no, got it. I was. Oh god, it's the sugar. I'm fine. It's fine. It's all fine. It's a good podcast. People will understand. Um, oh yeah, they do love email. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the biggest. So, so the tripod. We talk about the tripod. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know that I've ever told Jimmy about the tripod. Are we cool? I mean, it's not like a trade secret. This is just how no. we approach it. Well, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. So our 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 strategy is always. There are three main components to cybersecurity. And if you cover all three in, an, in, a, in a very robust way, you're pretty locked in. Like, mm -hmm. you're good. And one, email's got to be number three because that's the most important. Yep. But one is antivirus. I mean, you got to have a good antivirus. And, it, and, and in my opinion, antivirus is the least important, too. Now, yeah. you don't, I mean, if, if you were to tell me there's one of these you would go without, I would say go without antivirus. It's the reactive piece to the puzzle. Exactly. I mean, you're already infected before your antivirus even knows what's going on, and now you're just you're fighting it off. Yep. Um, so antivirus, but you still got to have it. Yep. Um, you know, for a home user, and I'm not a home user guy, but I would say just about any antivirus is fine. And, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people spend a lot of money on antivirus, and I don't think it's necessary. You don't need to spend $140 a year on a Norton 360 account. I, I think you really want to look at what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you just check an email and, and surf on the web, get Windows Defender, make sure your, your Windows firewall's turned on and you know, you've got a password on your account, you're probably fine, you're good to go. Let's say I've run Windows Defender for the last 10 years, I believe. You've never had an issue? Nope, not yeah. once. I mean, if you're a responsible person on the web. Well, and that's the key. Like, I'm not just going to random websites, I'm not clicking every banner I see that where I won $10,000 yeah, or something not, like you're that. Not, you're not being Jimmy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm looking at him. Guys, guys, <laughs> no, 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 he's an animal. Well, <laughs> I got my clicker, man. I just click. He's double mousing it. He doesn't even have a keyboard. He's just clicking like a well, man. Two mice on the... It's nuts. Before I know it, I got 100 windows open. It's <laughs> going nuts. They make fun of me so bad at my the office. My computer's blinking. Goes it's black. vibrating. <laughs> just smoke coming out of the back of his monitor. I, uh, I, have a, I have a problem with tabs. And not the soda. The soda's delicious. I couldn't have a problem with that. But like tabs on a browser, like a, like a million tabs. Yeah. They make fun. Have you seen how many tabs I, I run? Yeah. It's, have you ever it's seen absurd. Have you ever seen Phil in the office make fun of me? I haven't seen him make fun of me. He's but. disgusted by me. Like the sheer like sight of my face near a near a near a browser window makes him cringe. <laughs> on every like a, like a vibration goes through him. He's just just he's like you're gross. Um, but I'll I'll keep like 70, 80 tabs open. Good God. Yeah, I I have like four windows and I'll have like fifteen on each one. Oh, so you're with me? Uh, yeah. All right, fist high, my man. Say in the course of <laughs> that's a why day, I love that's, that's typically where I get to. Yeah. <laughs> but then I just go nuclear and close everything at once. I it's see. Like, I can't do this. Yeah, I do. That's what I do too. Close, I get, close, close. I get mad and I shut the computer down and turn it back on. See, I, I don't because I'm scared I'm going to lose something I was working on that I forgot about. So I'll leave it like that for weeks and weeks and weeks until yeah, I've got, that's why I until I've got like 180 tabs and then my computer crashes yeah. and I lose them all and I panic. And I'm like, no, and then it opens up and my tabs are gone and I realize I didn't care about any of them. And it's the same thing every time. You'd think like I'd learn, like just close them, idiot, and then your computer and won't even crash. We had a conversation right. before where you said you didn't, you didn't save like uh, bookmarks. So like, so that's what I do. If I like get some tabs going. Yeah, but I'm I've like, seen your bookmarks. You have like, like a billion, book I don't know how you even organize them. I'll throw them in there. What's that? Bookmarks. How do you even keep track of your bookmarks? You have like thousands of bookmarks. Do I? You did. I mean, there is a lot. I didn't think there was that many, but I don't know. It's like if I see it, if it's a page, if, like if I'm doing research for something and then I, you know, like I'll research and I, I want these five resources, boom, I throw them into this. 
marked so the next time that it comes up I know I can go back to them maybe it's me but I feel like bookmarks are such an old school thing oh they absolutely are yeah like I don't even use bookmarks because I just assume my next internet search is going to yield even better better results, better results. <laughs> well I'll still do it but like if like I'll still, it's a combination of search and then going back. Like I mean, right now I'm researching crypto up and down the the world. I mean, well that like, stuff doesn't change. Crypto stays the same. Everything. NFT, all the NFT sites and stuff. So like it's like I don't know until you actually establish like a routine for doing something and where you're going. Like by the way, I sold a bunch of crypto at forty six. Did you? I'm having heart palpitations because it won't go down. I have a funny feeling. I know. I, shut I, shut your face hole, dude. I just God. <laughs> I texted it before I sold it too. You did? I was like, hey, Jimmy, I'm thinking about dumping something. I think 50 is a hard stop. Well, goes, you know, I think so too. Well, 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 well like a, it's not, it's a, like a dip coming. Like, God, you see, you don't understand the algorithm. Like when I'm telling you numbers. That's why I text you. I don't need to understand yeah. it. I need you to just tell me what to do. And you're just always cryptic about it. We're going to, you put the crypto in cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have that t-shirt made. I don't even know what it means, but I'm so, doing it. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get us off topic because I can. All I know is here's Jimmy's advice whenever I ask him, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Well, you know, if you really follow the algorithm with the peaks and the valleys, hard at seven, but strong at 13. I'm like, what, does that mean sell? And he goes, well, it, it depends. He goes, there is going to be a... a a heavy forecast for snow this winter, so we should really consider that into our presumptive narrative. Okay. Like I'll, wait, what? I'll, so I'll hold. sidestep. <laughs> I don't know what's I'm gonna go off top. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, off topic here with you just for a, a minute. You know, I almost brought I almost brought my uh, my sheet today to show you. So you, what happens is there's so many rungs, like it's like a ladder. He tells me this all the time. I don't okay. know what he means. I don't know what this means. Okay. So. <laughs> so he keeps trying to, to explain so look, a four, language four, in okay. that language. Four, <laughs> but four, I don't know the language. Four thousand dollars was the first rung on the ladder. On you know, Bitcoin is is what fifty grand, so it's running on the hundred thousand dollar ladder. Is it a hundred thousand dollar ladder? Okay, five thousand four thousand dollars is the first rung on the ladder. Sixty five, sixty four thousand was the fifteenth rung. Okay, so it ran fifteen rungs. So that's like so crypto is operating in 15 like the next the next run up is going to be 15 high so so you're going to probably so see 80? it go through no it'll go past uh 50 64 so this next run is probably going to end up up into the you know six it'd be 64 where the 69, f was that 70. advice a week ago when listen I to me listen to me because there's a dip because here's the problem here's the problem listen to me the, the problem is it didn't come down far enough yet. 19 is the low on the on the ladders. Okay, so uh, you, you do think I'm okay that I, 20, that, that 20, I got to buy back in at a good number? 24, I would start coming back in 24. 24. Well, I'm not letting it go that low. I'll probably buy back in at like 20, It could bounce again off. It's already gone three times off 27. And 27 is a pretty, well, actually, it, it was 29. It went off 29. 20. So 27 yeah, below 40, I'll write by Okay, right 27 is a stop. 25 is a stop. 22 is a stop and 19. So that's four stops down. So every yeah. if you start to see it wandering down and I think 19, I don't think it's going below that, but I think 19 is a hard rebound. 17 for sure. Well, the only thing I would say to counter that is uh, alligator dishwasher pamper pants. Okay. 
What? Exactly. That's what he sounds like to me. I don't know what I don't know what this means. It's, you know what? We're getting off topic. I, I, yeah. You got to show me these these I'll, br- I'll bring the sheet and, and, and we can talk about. It. Like absolutely. when I tell you a number, it's only good for so many. Like the bounce off <laughs> the bounce off thirty is technically was the twenty nine bounce was technically good to forty four. Okay. 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 No, I, I know what he's. I, I kind of understand what he's talking about, but I don't know how to apply it to real life. You know, this is like, uh, you know, what this is calculus. <laughs> I, I, I'm really good at calculus. I tutored it in college. Can't apply it to real life. I have no <laughs> idea what it's doing. I don't know where it applies in the world. I just know that I can make that R into a P with an equal sign. Actually, that's not calculus. I don't need. I just they said stuff. Way above. Well, I mean, we are talking about alligator dishwasher paper pants. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, I, can we unbreak the agenda? All right, are we at? Are we at break? Because I'm out of scotch. And I think I need more scotch. <laughs> Eight minutes. Till break. Till break. I mean, we can, we can have a No, break. for the first time ever, we're actually, yeah. we're doing well on time. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Usually Rock, you're like three minutes roll. until the end of the show. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened? I'm like, this is bonkers. Um, I, you know what? <laughs> All right, you know what I'm going to say? How is, hackers before work. Before we go into break. It's when it comes to the cybersecurity stuff. You know the, the worst part. I actually wrote this in the agenda because I'm, I'm thinking about the agenda, and this 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 drives me. Do you remember the what was it? The Travolta movie what was it? Uh, uh, Swordfish. Do you remember yeah, that movie? Swordfish. Yes. I mean, that, was, that was old. That was some old stuff. Like it was back in like I don't know, 90s. Two thousand. Was it? Yeah. It was like it was like early two thousands, late nineties, maybe. I don't know. But every time they do cybersecurity in a movie, I I have immediately hate. My, I immediately hate that movie. Like every James Bond movie is the worst because there's no fun graphs. There's there's no like bars that move around. And you don't have to like turn a dial and then another dial and then push them together and then virtual reality spin them. Like there's no, it, it, there, you know what it is? It's an overweight guy who hasn't shaved in a week drinking a Red Bull with nine other Red Bulls, just typing. That's all. That's all it is. It's and maybe in a GUI for a web page for a firewall. Like that's it. There's nothing exciting going on. And I watch like Swordfish, and first of all, everybody's in great shape. Have you ever looked at an IT department? We're not in great shape. I guess it's not it's not our thing. Like I don't know why John Travolta is the leader with his soul patch, and then there's like Angelina Jolie and a and a bunch of Colin Farrells. They made like five of them for that movie, and they're all like like awesome. They all know how to use guns for some reason. Like tech guys don't know how to use guns. Well, they were criminals that were posing as tech guys. No, they were they were tech guys that were posing as criminals. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever. They do it all the time. And then there's like they all have these like 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 crazy Super screens with like this wild stuff that happens and they type real fast and stars go across and they break right into the NSA. And I'm like, this is horse crap. It drives me crazy because I'm like I'm like it makes like 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 cybersecurity look like it's not the boringest crap of all time. <laughs> Which of course <laughs> it is. Exciting. Like what it really is is me going, okay, I wrote a batch file to run a scan across the first forty nine thousand ports on this firewall. Let's just just let it run and see if it sees any openings that it can get into. I guess it. I hit enter and then I stare blindly at my screen for like 10 minutes while the computer does all the work or maybe I I don't know maybe I get really crazy and go and get like a small bowl of pretzels in the the office kitchen like that's a a wild day with mustard well I mean I mean how wild a day are we talking (laughs) I I didn't realize it was you're talking a Thursday pretzel bowl man those days get weird but yeah with mustard <laughs> so, so I hate cybersecurity movies. 
But I also love cybersecurity movies. But I also hate cybersecurity movies. Why would you love them? Well, because it is still cybersecurity, and I'm a nerd. I like sci-fi. And it's so fake, it's sci-fi. It's not It's not an action movie or anything. As soon as they start bringing in cybersecurity and you look at that fake interface they made just to make everything look cool, like you're like, it's sci-fi now. See, my favorite part is the like slapping the keyboard. I'm in. <laughs> it's like, no, even I know that's not going to no. take a hell of a lot more work than that. <laughs> Three guesses and it locks for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was this a case a my tough. daughter was getting everything. Give me some time here. Give me some time here. This is a little challenging right now. Hold on. Hold on. What was his daughter's middle name? Got it. <laughs> Boom. It's like, no, that's not. Bingo. It's not how any of Bingo. this works. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. You see, I have a blood pressure problem, and now you see the vein. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's pulsating. It's coming out. We should just make a movie instead. We should make a movie, but you know, the problem is <laughs> if you made a movie based on real life with cybersecurity, no sane person would ever watch it. <laughs> they would be like, this crap sucks. <laughs> you call it a documentary. You'd have a few hipsters who'd watch it. You would, but they would watch it ironically. Yeah. I'm not putting up with that crap. <laughs> um, but anyway, we, I think we got to love email. Yeah, so we got email. to the, the um, which ironically, some of the emails that they love are about love. I mean, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, we were talking about the the, the three stools. Sorry, yeah. that's what we were talking about: yes. the stool with the three legs and the three pillars and all that stuff. So we already talked about antivirus. Um, number two, firewall. Again, home users. I don't know, what, what do you guys think about a firewall for home? I mean, well, I, I mean, I don't want to be dealing with stuff, you know. I think, like, you know, you know, depend on, like, you don't, I guess people don't have to worry about it if they're not. I worry about it because I do so much stuff. I got day trading, I got crypto, I got all kinds of stuff. So I think it depends on what the thing, you know, what people are doing. But I think the bottom line, somebody gets in your computer and, and maybe things don't work or I don't know. Well, I, I, mean, I never really knew what is it that you're preventing from somebody getting into a computer. I think that's you don't, the question. You don't want your sensitive documents. Like you're, if you're keeping sensitive stuff there, that's what you don't want people to get at. And then secondly, I don't want people to, I don't want to open something stupid and then my computer crashes and then I got to go get it fixed or my computer's not working. So well, that's, I think, the general person's biggest concern is, and probably their photos. People are probably more concerned about their photos than anything because probably average people don't really. Well, I mean, I got to imagine that anybody that's watching a cybersecurity podcast is probably not your average person. They probably have some sort of like interest, interest in, yeah. in some level yeah. of security. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like my mom, who hates this podcast, um, would only care about her photos. But I do her cybersecurity. <laughs> so she's definitely not watching this thing. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was, I was gonna ask. Aren't most residential IPs lock? Uh, sorry, not IPs. ISPs locking down critical ports. Well, I mean, hold on. So there's two things here. We're talking about a physical firewall just on the IP address from the ports that go on, or are you talking about a software firewall on the computer? Uh, see, I'm thinking more physical. So, all right. So for uh, a corporate network, I think a physical firewall is the only thing we care about. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, me personally, I could care less about a software firewall inside the network, and less. And no, I mean, even division between sections of a, of a business, I still prefer a physical hardware firewall blocking barrier. And then the difference, all right, maybe I'm maybe going past the difference here. So the difference between the two is a software firewall like a Windows firewall. Windows. Most people have probably run into it where mm-hmm. it says Windows firewall has blocked this application from running or whatever. 
That is a software firewall. It's running on your computer. It only deals with your computer. And it will block based on policies you have on your computer. The rest of the network doesn't matter. If you have another computer and the desk right next to you at your home, it could be doing all sorts of crazy stuff and your, your Windows firewall won't care. It's only worried about your computer. A network firewall is usually based on an appliance. So that's gonna be like running on a piece of hardware and that's gonna protect the entire network. So for corporate environments, businesses, appliance all the way. Yeah. Um, very difficult to breach, very difficult to, to navigate around. It's hardened. It's not tied to any additional operating system functions that you can breach to get around the firewall. It is its own independent thing that sits between you and the internet. Absolutely. For a home user, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, most of them aren't putting in a corporate firewall. No, but I, I don't know where I saw it, but I feel like there's a push, like the uh, home-based firewall, uh, sorry, firewall appliances. Like there's one called, I think, Firewalla or something like I that. I actually worry about that, though, because I feel like it gives you a false sense of security. Of security, right. Because if you don't yeah. configure it correctly, it's useless. Yeah, because it feels like that's too much for the average home internet user to figure out. The, the question that I really... I have now is the way people are working from home now. You know, you have, you have, uh, I mean, people, I don't think moving forward that we're going to go back to the same type of working environment. I think, you know, not, people, not at least how we were. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people are going to have to step up. I mean, if they're not bringing, even if they're bringing home work computers, they're, they're running off their home well, networks. Are people going to have to step up or is the IT department going to have to step how, up? How is that going to work? How are companies going to be protected now when they've got slews of people working from home on their networks that aren't secure, that don't have, that haven't gone through? Well, what we how do. How does that all work? What we do is the only way to connect to the corporate environment is through the corporate security. So, so you're going into where in the world you connect, you have to create, you have to turn your computer into an endpoint first, whether that be through a VPN or whether that be through 2FA authentication into mm -hmm. uh, cloud resources or whatever. Once you do that, you are now sending your information through corporate resources and bypassing local resources. And, 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 and newsflash for anybody watching this, if you're doing that, your corporate IT department can see anything you're doing. Once you're on the network, you're, you're part of the network. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Don't do weird shit. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know what kind of weird stuff you're into. Like, I don't know. I don't need to know. Don't send me an email. Don't, definitely do not send me a picture. I'm just saying, don't do it unless you're off your corporate network. Because <laughs> that's how you get fired. And also, maybe go to prison, depending on what you're into. Go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. Um. So, I felt like that was useful. That was very good. Okay. <laughs> I found some interesting stuff on, online. <laughs> when I found some, some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, Sorry the way but, you said that. You looked way too happy and excited. <laughs> so well, it's just about what you, what you said. Um, so, so, okay, so, so somebody comes home and they have, like my wife works from home and she goes in through a porter, a portal, I guess. So she, she has a, a work portal she logs into. I guess she works out inside the portal. Okay. So, but if she's logging in through our wireless network at home into that portal. Is that not still some way to be able to breach that portal through our network because she's connected in? Or, I mean, traditional. Or is she safe? Look, it's it, you. You want the the official answer? The official answer is the the more you can be behind controlled environmental factors like firewalls and things like that, the safer you are. That said. That's not an option for somebody in that situation. She's working from home. 
Um, so the next best thing is to secure those portals in encapsulated encrypted tunnels. So I'm assuming if it's a web portal based off of a web browser, it's probably SSL encrypted tied to her computer. She's probably using her credentials to secure the SSL encryption and all of that. It is still pretty secure. Um, and this is all things that the company are doing within her computer or their network. Yeah. Right? So or on the perimeter, or the perimeter of the network becomes the portals. So nothing to do with where she's coming from, from our network into their network, that there's there's a wall there that... that if it's done correctly, the tunnel, the data tunnel is going to happen from her computer to their portal barrier. Okay. And even if somebody's in the Wi-Fi, they'll be able to see there's a connection, but they won't be able to see into it because it'll be encapsulated. Um, uh, and even to, well, you know, for a lot of our clients, what we're doing is we're deploying security packages onto home computers if we know they're being used for work to the point where it will actually drop them off the internet if they don't meet a series of prerequisites prior to connecting to the corporate network. So it'll, it'll just, boom, they won't have internet anymore. Right. Um, so there is a lot of ways to do this. It gets more and more complicated as you, it's like anything else, as, as you physically spread it's so much easier to defend a house than it is to defend a neighborhood. And it's so much easier to defend a neighborhood than it is to defend a city. And it's so much easier to defend a city than it is to defend a state. As you broaden your, your range and your coverage and your scope, it gets harder and harder and harder, but it doesn't make it impossible. Um, it just takes more strategy. Yeah. I don't know, did that analogy even make sense? I feel like it did. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. good. I mean, I did have a glass of scotch. And we'll check it in the post. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we stop there for a minute? We're going to take yep. a break. What do we got? Like 20 minutes left in the podcast? Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We're going to take a quick break for our imaginary sponsors, and we'll be back in a couple of you know blinks of Jimmy's beautiful blue eyes. Uh, we were at a bar in Atlantic City, and I don't remember why. I think it was my, my younger brother's bachelor party. And, um, and he was so... Drunk. Now you gotta, you gotta envision my younger brother. He doesn't look anything like me. Like he's like six foot one. He weighs like 150 pounds. His head is so big. I don't know why his head's so big. He really just he looks like a beach ball and a toothpick. It's insanity. Um, and he's a scientist, so maybe that's why his head's so big. I, I don't know. But it kind of wobbles a little bit. Like his neck's just not like a baby. His neck's not quite strong enough to hold the, the big head up. So I took him out drinking, and he was pouring alcohol into that giant head of his. And, um, and, and he got drunk, like super drunk. It was awesome. We were having a blast, right? So we took him out to a nightclub. And we had a nightclub in Atlantic City. And for those of you who have never been to a nightclub in Atlantic City, it is exactly what you would expect a nightclub in Atlantic City to be. It is a crap hole. And uh, he just started taking drinks off the bar. Not, not his drink, just... Just any old Walking drink. up to the bar and just drinking drinks. And we didn't realize it. And they, they weren't like new drinks. The bartender just put it down and he's stealing it. Like he had decided every drink in the bar was his and it was half drank by somebody he's never met and it's now his and he's drinking it. So nobody had noticed. He's been getting away with this for like 20 minutes. And I caught him doing it a couple of times and I, you know, I was like, I'm like, a, like a bad puppy. I'm smacking him with a newspaper, like knock it off. And then finally, um, uh, the bartender puts a drink down and, and Paul, God love him, he's an awesome kid, walks over, picks the drink up, and starts drinking it. And this very large woman, who would have kicked his ass in a heartbeat, um, walks up, and she goes, you drinking my drink? And she's like, 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 it's right up in his face, right? And the bartender comes over, and he goes, I think he is. I think he's drinking your drink, right? And, then, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
this turns so fast. It's like, and I'm like, I'm like scoping out exits. I'm like, how do we get out of here? It's like, we're on like the third floor. I'm taking out two flights of steps. I got to grab his beach ball head, get him out of here. I got like five other people. I got to round them up, plus three people. Like I'm working all this out in my head, right? And, and they're arguing while I'm figuring it out. And then finally, uh, the bartender goes, uh, so they're arguing. Paul's like, no, it's mine. I ordered it, right? And he's trying to lie his way out of it. And I was kind of proud of him. And, uh, and the bartender goes, well, is that your drink, man? And she goes, well, I don't know. I didn't drink any. Like, she's kind of terrifying. And she goes, I'll taste it. Right? <laughs> Grabs a drink, takes a big gulp, puts it down, and says one of my favorite lines ever in this universe. And I'm going to carry this through into the next world with me when I pass on. And that is, shit, that ain't no Hennessy and Coke. <laughs> that is exactly what she said. And then she went out and danced with my brother on the dance floor <laughs> for the rest of the night. It was the greatest night we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All because he drank her drink. Well, because, drink. because shit, that ain't no Hennessy and Coke. <laughs> like, that is, like, I don't want to swear on the podcast, but I mean, that's what she said. I got, I got a quote her right. Um, and so now every single time I have a drink at a bar, I immediately have say. to say, shit, that ain't no Hennessy and Coke. <laughs> but it was the greatest line ever. I don't remember what her name was. Paul might doubt it. Uh, but uh, if, if you're watching this podcast, please reach out to me because you were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she taught him a lot of great dance moves. You know, so it was a good night. It's good. Good night. And we didn't get thrown out or beat up, which is all good stuff, too. Because, again, soft dance. I wouldn't be well in prison. <laughs> all right. So, hey, I got, I got, I got something that I, I came across. I think it was pretty cool for today's session. So it was called Password Spray. Password you heard Spray? About that? Yeah. What is that? I think I know what he's going at, but... Uh. Okay, so basically what happens is, and we talked earlier about companies being targeted, like I said about Tesla. So so what, you know, companies have a common email theme, right? What? Yes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so-and-so at the first company. Last name yeah, at yeah. So they'll, like, try to f- find an email, and then they'll get a list of employees. Like, they can go to a website, they can see a list of employees, and then they can start just making these mock yes. email lists, right? They do that all the time. Okay. So this was the most interesting thing that I've, that I've seen. So, so I went and did a search. So I found on Wikipedia a 10,000 most common passwords. Okay. And so I start looking at this thing, and basically... Please like, tell me your password was high. No, mine's not on it. <laughs> no. But I think that people... Is, is the word password on it? The word password was on it. Damn it, I gotta change all my passwords. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so, the, so there was a couple of things that I found very interesting about this, uh, this, this thing. N- number one, like I think everybody should look at it and see, like, you know, is your password on this, on this list? Because there, there's a, a bunch of different, a lot of common words that have made this list. So basically, you can literally go online. Down, take these 10,000 passwords if you're a hacker and just basically start doing this password spray. So they'll, they'll create this list. They'll get all the employees. They'll input these 10,000 passwords and, you know, just, just let it roll. And then and find someone who... And, yeah. and a lot of them are very common. They're very common. So, so I took... Um, I kind of went down a couple of them and I started... I just... I just you know, it's hard to digest 10,000 passwords, but yeah. what I found most interesting was, I'm not going to say that one yet, but, you know, there's a couple ones here. Like, 
Okay, so SpongeBob. SpongeBob made the list. Huh. Slinky made the list. Naturally. Carmax 2. Carmax 2? Carmax. Carmax is, is like chapstick. Oh, I thought you were talking like that, the, the auto dealership. dealership. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was like, too. Carmax is chapstick. Someone drove by and was like, I am super clever. Uh, how many employees do they have? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so I, I don't know. I, I snagged like 32 of these passwords just to run through them. Uh, What's number one? Um, well, I just, they weren't really number, out uh, of the top 100. I like, I like when they rank stuff. Out, of the, yeah, out yeah. of the top 100, I took my favorite. Bite me. That is a good one. Go ahead. <laughs> that is a good one. And I, I have, in my many years in IT, I have known at least two people that have had that as their password. Well, I, I always like those lists because it always makes me think of how unique we as individuals think we are. Mm. And we're like, no one else is going to have Carmex123 as their password. But there's probably about 500 thousand more people who have that same exact password really enough enough <laughs> exactly <laughs> enough that it makes a list it does, yeah. of most common passwords i mean well look we're, we so, live in a world with eight billion people all mm-hmm. right there's not a whole you're not going to do anything original <laughs> no no exactly <laughs> so we are creatures of habit and we all like similar things well and that's why and 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 password complexity is a huge part of cybersecurity. Yeah. but the, the strategy we use which i think you did a phenomenal job of outlining in a recent blog post, mm-hmm. um, I, I think is the only way you can do it. The phrase. Like you got to find something that's unique to you. Yep. And then you have to tear it apart and put it back together again in a way that combines capitals, lowercase numbers, and special characters and meets a complexity requirement of length. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for example, like, you know, maybe Jimmy, like your phrase is, um, you know, uh, uh, swimming in... Uh, quarries. Quarries. Now you take the S, turn into a dollar sign. W is a cap. I is an I. Mm-hmm. M, M, or an, uh, I is a one. You shouldn't give away your secrets. M, M, one, N, G. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> nice because if you complex it enough, it doesn't matter if people yeah, have your yeah. secrets because it gets yeah. so complex it would take forever. But, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what you want to do. And now it's something you can still remember that is still wildly complicated. Yeah, and, my, and I've, I actually have a word that's made up. It's almost, it's an acronym. Mm. I used the acronym of a word I made up and then through numbers that, you know, and then symbol, it's just like, I mean, it's so like such an odd thing, but you know what? I think like my, I think it's getting out there. I think that I've had some things where maybe Mm -hmm. passwords were breached on small little things. So I think my password is out. That was going to be my next question. Well, you can do a dark web scan. I say, do you change it for every single login that you use? I change it. I continuously change my you, password. You adapt it and change it, or you have it's I, different for every login you have. No, it's. I mean, I have a I have, I have a handful of passwords for designated accounts. Like I have mm-hmm. a, I have a password that I use for fluff accounts. I mm-hmm. have a password I use for uh, high security like financial, financial stuff. Yep. And then I have a password I use for um, what I would consider my like operation, like tech stuff. Yeah. You know, that I want to be secure, but don't, I don't want to have, you know, the same, I try to keep my financial passwords. They're my most updated. Yep. And, and then I have like my security 
that I'll update a little less. Well, that's no, a, that's a good so I try to use junk email, junk passwords. Absolutely, that's, that's a good way to do it. Go down. But what you find is someone will come up with a nice complex password, and they use that for everything because that's the one they want to remember. Then they get breached, but they're not aware of it. Yeah. And all these bad actors are doing is they have your login, maybe it's an email address, whatever. They can just pound that against a bunch of websites, or and just at try least, to or maybe yeah. they don't have your login, but now they have your password. They have your password, so they just yep. keep trying that password with different logins. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually can crack. I, I can, I'll admit this, I had that happen to me. I had a generic password that I used years and years and years ago. Uh, and there was a login that I forgot to change once I started getting, I started using password managers. So every password that I have for a login is different. Um, I remember two passwords, one for work and one for personal stuff. Uh, but I had that happen with my Hulu account. I forgot to change my Hulu account's address. My one personal email is just a junk one and it got a password got breached somewhere when I was just giving it out. And they scanned Hulu, were able to log in, and I had people logging in to my Hulu account from like Taiwan and yep. stuff. And I didn't realize it until I was like, you know, I'm, well, I'm just going with my Hulu. Because yeah. I hadn't used it in years. I just All kept the account weird open. stuff starts coming up on your recommended, recommended yeah, exactly. list. And yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I do the same. I have five tiers. The first three I could care less about. Um, but tier four and five, I rotate every 90 days. Yeah. I have a list of every single website I have a tier 4 or a tier 5 password on no. and um, I tie it all to a single application I run on my computer that pops up every 90 days and says you have to rotate your password for this application now because I set it to 90 days and when I rotate that password I set that password my Windows password and all my tier 4 and tier mm-hmm. 5 passwords to my new password Yep. and I do that every 90 days So and I don't reuse them I don't cycle through passwords it's a new password every 90 days completely yeah. unique Minimum of, of 10 characters, yep. uppercase, lowercase numbers, and special characters. Um, <clears throat> that's a that's a bit of a battle. I it find is. the password thing is becoming like kind of a pain. It, well, the right way to do it is the way Tyler does it, um, which I should do it that way. I'm just stuck in my, my ways right now, and i, I got to breach it. But uh, the way to do it is to get a good password manager, put it on your phone and on your desktop, um, and then the only password you remember is your password for your password manager, and then just auto-generate your passwords. I was, I was like an authenticator. No, uh, it's uh, like an authenticator is the 2FA side of it, right? So your financial institutions might ask for a password and then ask you to also identify yourself through a code they give you, a specialized code. Password managers and creators, whatever you want to call it, are you have a single password to log into your vault. And, and then, then you create the login. So when you go to the website, if it's a new one, you create the login, but you do it all through the password manager. Yeah. So put in your email address and then ask it to generate a password, and you can specify the criteria, usually by... So it's just spitting out something. It's spitting out yeah. a random so for thing. And then stuff, you don't even know what it is. You, you don't, don't even know what really it is. Remember. Nor do you care, because you'll never remember it. It's so if complex. someone was holding a gun to my head and forcing me to give them my bank password, I would die, because I do not know it. Yeah. And you feel like that's safe? I would guarantee you that's the safest way to do it uh, currently because it's virtually unbreachable, um, especially if you're rotating them. This would be a good time. I've been thinking about about that because maintaining passwords is becoming Well, in this way, you're you're depending on a system to maintain the password. Now, the downside is if that system goes down. um, Oh, yeah. You're up a a creek. So you got to make sure you trust the right system. Um, So I've got two password management systems. One's cloud-based and one's local-based. Um, we recently had our cloud-based system go down for Good. about 12 yep. hours, um, and it was it was shocking mm-hmm. that how little we could do without it. Like we were locked out of so many systems until it came back up. 
And we, we muscled through. Yeah. But it was it was not great. Nope. Not at all. It was not good. No, it was not a good. It was a bad day. So it was a bad day, Jimmy. <laughs> let, let me run through some of these passwords just for fun. Oh, man. It's here. So, okay. So, so I like this person who is a, is a cusser. Why, why don't we make a game out of it? It's a cusser. They're a cusser, but they don't want to actually use all the letters. Oh, a cusser. Like, I haven't heard so of that term in a long time. So they have a password. My grandfather used to say that. <laughs> they have a password, uh, and it's a cuss like, word. Like there was a bad kid at church school. <laughs> F star star K. <laughs> <laughs> like they Wait, don't want to say they it. Put the ad like the it's just they're point. just putting it into their thing. Like why? Why? Uh, you can do better. You can do better. Weird cusser. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> okay, so papito. I don't know what that is. Papito is Spanish for caddy. For wait, like like a golf caddy? Yeah. Made the top ten. You know, ironically, 10, is is the word caddy on there? No. Well, no. I mean, I didn't. Again, I mean, Sad. it's a it's a long list. I didn't look at the whole thing, but I just picked you didn't out even some think ones to check caddies on there. Yeah. Well, no, but fisting is on there. Ew. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's one Why? of those love emails, isn't it? I mean, and that's a popular. It made the ten thousand list. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> it's popular. Yes. <laughs> Rambo made the list. Well, that clearly. I well, mean, why not? Ding, ding. <laughs> His first, first, what, were you talking about first blood? It would be, that'd be the only blood, right? I mean, it should also be in the top 10,000 movies of all time. Maybe not. It was a great movie. It was actually a great movie. Yeah, Rambo I, I, was a great I think movie. I watched it like, like a hundred times. All right, you know what? Forget your list for a second. Name me a Sly Stallone movie you didn't like. What was that, uh, Demo one word? No. Oh. <laughs> Does he have to be the main guy? No, just slice along. What's that one where all the old action heroes came back and... Oh, I, I, I did. They're all like 75. You didn't like that? <laughs> no, not really. What was that with like the indestructible gang? Yeah, but, or what the heck I forget what it was. Called, uh, the Untouchable? Not the Untouchables. No. That was something different. Notorious B.I.G. Something. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, it was like, like Schwarzenegger. Uh, which I, I feel like it was both a compliment slug. and an insult to be in that movie. Because one, you're clearly an action hero. But two, you're, you're definitely you're, old. Yeah, you're old. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, Grandpa. Yeah. The Expendables. I, the Expendables. That Expendables. was it. Well, didn't they? Like, Jason Statham was in there. It was there? Jason Statham. He really was wasn't that old. No, he wasn't. But I was like, Jason, why'd you sign up? I mean, I get it. You got to do one with Sly and the Terminator together. But still, Jason, you're only like 40. <laughs> you still got some prime years left. <laughs> Did you, did you know he turned down like a million dollars for the the Rocky script? Who did? Star. Yeah, because he didn't. When they initially wanted to buy it. Because yeah, because he wanted to star in the movie. Yeah, they and they said to. no. Yeah. And then yeah, I'd heard that. And then ultimately, he's he found they they negotiated out and said, okay, well you're you're not going to get paid like, and he so he ended up, but it it worked out for him. I think it did. But, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But yeah, okay. so There's so a yeah. Statue in and, and the of thing him. of him, like he <laughs> he was when they're he, making statues of you, you did okay. He was so broke, he sold his dog, and he was offered like I didn't even know you could sell dogs. Yeah, he sold his dog <laughs> to somebody because he needed money. America, right? And then and then he turned down after he sold his dog, he turned down this money, and then finally negotiated it back. Got like ended up getting like something like 10 grand or 20 grand to to star in the movie got the money went back to the guy bought his dog back and then the rest is history 
That's oh, a crazy I mean, story. He didn't sell the dog. He pawned the dog, essentially. And he, yeah. and he got it back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's fine. So, but it was a, that was a pretty crazy story. No, that was a pretty crazy story. But, it's, but I, I think I like all his movies. I mean, he was always like... Well, apparently... You know, this guy doesn't like Expendables. But I don't, Expendables I don't remember. The Expendables I, 2 sucks. I, I don't remember. Well, I never like a sequel. Nah. Rarely do I like never? a sequel. Never? Rarely. Even Empire? Mm. Really? <gasps> oh, my God. That's a Jimmy! Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Feels <laughs> 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 like Empire. <laughs> I don't know. It feels so diluted. He finds out it's his father. <laughs> Dude, I don't and he even... cut his hand off. What's funny, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't even remember either one of those <laughs> I don't even, why I, am I on the podcast? I heard the Expendables people? before, but I didn't hear Empire. Em, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Movie? Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Star, Star Wars. Wars. See, I look at Star Wars Stallone as more. No, no, he no, said no. he never likes a sequel. Oh. It's, we I want to watch the new Star Wars. You, I haven't watched any of the new Star Wars. You didn't miss Wars. anything. Don't, oh, you know what? No, Rogue One. Rogue One was excellent. Well, they look awesome. I don't know, my favorite like, was with George. Like R. the uh, the effects and the new and <laughs> you know what? He's right. You should watch the one with George R. Banks, episode one. Episode one, yep. Yeah, that one's pretty good. What's that? It's it's episode one. It's it's uh, a Phantom Prequel. Menace. Yeah. Yeah. I would go and watch it tonight. I think it, I would I, watch it with your wife. <laughs> yes. I, I would. I think it's so cool the way they're doing movies now. Like the Marvel. Marvel, you know, just how they're just like these movies just go over. look at like the Fast and the Furious, dude. They have like ten Movies. <laughs> yeah, didn't they get back to the name of it? Just calling it the Fast and the Furious again? There's no two or three. Isn't that crazy? Going full circle. How they can just keep doing movies? They're so like terrible. I don't <laughs> know. I like the first one. The first, first one, one was, was good. good. First one was good, but I, clearly you don't like the sequel. <laughs> that's if, if funnily, funny enough, that's the one I watched the most. What? It's got ludicrous in it. All ludicrous. I know, all I know is, I, is I wandered I into Tokyo Drift, and I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I, I, was like, this I don't know bump. how many I watched, but every one I watched, I liked. I didn't find any of them. We clearly didn't watch Tokyo Drift. Yeah, no, you didn't Tokyo Drift, when nope. they were, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. No, that's it's, it's, that's that movie invented diarrhea. Invented it diarrhea. simultaneously gave everyone that watched it diarrhea. It was that bad. I didn't know movies could do that. I'm going to have to check and see if, I, if that's the one I watched. Oh, you've definitely seen, everyone's seen Tokyo Drift. It, no, I've seen eight minutes of Tokyo Drift, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I watched the whole thing. I couldn't watch it the whole thing. terrible. No, I remember they Tokyo Drifted, and I was like, is this going to be the whole thing? <laughs> and then they shot a bunch of guns, and then I said, I'm going to the other room, and I wandered out. And I, like a homeless person, I just wandered out of the room. And it was still on, I didn't turn it off or anything, I just wandered away. And that was the end of that. And then I never went back and watched another Fast and Furious movie until... I was at my in-laws, and uh, for some reason, now they were fighting on a cargo plane. Uh, just wandered into that movie halfway through, and they were blowing up a cargo plane with cars. And I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> and then I wandered out again. <laughs> like, I just, like, that's fine. I don't need to be a part of this. Go ahead. What else do you got there? All right. Um, <laughs> Are we done with the podcast? Butters. Yeah. Oh, it's 4.50. Oh, man. Man, dude, Butters just, is the best character, I by the way. So much Park. good stuff. Some Butters. <laughs> Butters is great. Big Mike. Well, yeah, Big Mike. Is there that many Big Mikes? This is really odd. Snowflake with no E. Snowflack. Snowflack? Snowflake without the E. S N O W F L A K. No E. Made the list. Did I, ever tell, did I tell you I got Why? called a snowflake? Why does everybody drop the E? I don't know. Did I tell you I got called a snowflake on the internet? Yeah, yes. the gold. Yes, gold yes, we you did. That's part of the episode. Yep, that's, that's fun. Right. Yeah. That's good times. Ripple was, was the was the only. Uh, no, I like Ripple. That was the only crypto I saw on the list. Milkman. I hate Ripple. 
Berg Camp. Bird Camp? Berg. Camp. Berg. So Wait, wait. So the, enough people... Is that from a movie or something? What is Berg Camp? Berg Camp is a Dutch professional football coach. Uh, former player. Yeah, he's originally uh, wide midfielder. But, yeah, but, but so, you're, talking, you're not talking about football. You're talking about football. Is it, uh, be soccer. Soccer, yeah. yeah. Gross. That's weird. Cracker. Cracker. Makes sense. Cracker made it. Free bird. <laughs> free bird. I'm as free as a bird now. As bird, you cannot change. This is why he drums. This is why he drummed. He's a drummer. I'm like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> that was, that's terrible. Okay. That was like the Expendables too. Okay, brutal. this. I don't know what this word is. Q I A N G. Quang. Quang. Q U A. How do you say Q? Kyung. 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 Uh, uh, quiche. Quiche. Mm-hmm. Bud Light. Quinoa. Uh, divorce. Quinoa. How in the world divorce is... Just the word divorce? The word divorce. Not like divorce F-U? Or no, just like, divorce. Like divorce... Made the top 10,000 list. Yeah. Well, a lot of people get divorced. Isn't that weird? I guess that makes sense. Jordan, with all capitals. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of amazed I'm not divorced. Dog shit. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I never thought I'd be able to hold a marriage together. This is crazy. That's good. In 20, 22 years, 21 years? That's... I mean, but what are the odds on this crap? <laughs> like, like Vegas has got to be dying right now. I'm surprised they haven't sent guys out to break this marriage up. Okay, I got three more, three thing, other things I'll talk about. So my favorite was Assassas. Excuse me. Assassas. It's like like sassafras, but without that's like my, with extra ass. I think that's my new favorite word. Assassas. 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 Yeah. A S A S A S. I kind of like that. Not to be confused with Sassasa. Because that was on there too. <laughs> you know, Why? You know, we actually we, we have like a s a s a s seven things on here. S a s a s a. But oh wait, there was a road where I used to vacation called Ass a Woman. Really? <laughs> I kid you not. A s s a woman. Ass a woman. Ass a woman. Do they know ass ass? I would. I take a walk. I'd always go for a walk in her dad's name. <laughs> I don't know why. I just her it, father's name was probably Assassas. It might have been. It might have been Assassas was the descendant. Assa woman was the descendant of Assassas, who and was her, related to Sissy And her mother was Sassasas. Why do so many I, people choose those combination of letters? I don't really understand it. I will say though that the most common I see. On a regular, and I'm doing this a long time. I've seen so many passwords; it's discur- dis- disturbing. But uh, the most common I see are like March 2021. Um, a pet's name, which even though we've been saying for the last 20 years, don't use your pet's name. It's mm-hmm. a pet's name. But these are words that um, like everyone. I'm amazed using. at how many people use their own name. <laughs> like, That's like how secret. crazy of a narcissist do you need to be to be like, <laughs> my password is Craig Stonaha. Awesome. Like, I mean, like, but I'm telling you, I see that crap all the time. It's like, it's like your own name is your password. And I'm like, I, I, I suppose you won't forget it. It's, that's the, I think it's the point. I it's mean, easy to remember. But really your own name? Like there's nobody more important than you in your life that you would make your password. Like it's not like your, like your husband or your wife or your, your, or your kid. I shouldn't admit this, but that's what my old password used to be. You were Tyler McCulley. Not the full thing. I, I was clever and I cut it short. I still feel like every time though I see a password that's a person's own Tyler name, Mac. I feel like I'm watching a South Park episode Did and you they're just yelling do... Jimmy. Jimmy! <laughs> like they're yes. yelling there, Tyler! 
<laughs> like, yeah. like they're yelling there. Oh, your name's Jimmy. I didn't even. I, sorry, I didn't realize that. Uh, well, then you're. Yeah, you oh, can I, actually use Jimmy. Then I guess I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were just using my name. No, his name's Jimmy. Isn't I didn't realize Jimmy. you. For, yeah, I didn't realize Jimmy. you forgot my name was Jimmy. I did for a second, but I also forgot my cousin's kid's name. So clearly, I can't be trusted. All right, we gotta wrap right. this thing up. We're one more, one more, one more. Oh, one more. The final thing is for all those savvy people that think their keyboard sequence. Yeah. Like, tell me it's QWERTY. It's QWERTY, these combinations yeah. of of how, like, they'll just take the letters, boom, 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 mm-hmm. or they'll take the numbers, boom, 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 yeah. or they'll do it backwards, boom, 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 or they'll do like all this sequence of how people use the keys. So if you think you're savvy by by some thing you remember on your keyboard, you're not at all. And there's 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 probably about thirty uh, sequential passwords keyboard as an IT, sequences on this list as a technical professional one of the hardest things in the world to do is not take that personally because what that tells me is that i am smart enough to write software for you i'm smart enough to secure your network i'm smart enough to manage all of your software <laughs> but i'm too effing stupid to figure out one two three four five six seven eight backwards <laughs> like, like how goddamn dumb do you think it people are <laughs> like, like, like really like that's it's just insulting like that's so with that said <laughs> with that said i i recommend everyone go to wikipedia and check out the ten thousand most common passwords and if your password is on there you probably want to you know what i really want to check get rid of it is there a ten thousand most common passwords on urban dictionary i bet <laughs> That is a great read. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll learn some things. I'll learn a lot more than that entry. <laughs> no? On that note? On that note. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you so much. We uh, we broke our agenda. I do apologize. Goal <laughs> achieved. Like half of this thing, didn't. I don't even know where we stopped. I got some other good stuff. Jumped around. I, I didn't even get to the third leg of the, the pyramid of triangles or whatever the heck I was trying to do. Anyway, Tyler. Jimmy, you guys are amazing. Everyone, thank you for joining us. Maybe we'll reboot this. Maybe we won't. If you have questions, please post them. Have a great night. Thank you. Hasta la vista. The Broken Agenda Podcast, sponsored by Laughing Rock Technology.